Hello, folks. This is your host, Ellie Tascari, welcoming you to Faith Uncensored. Today, you will hear stories of real people who step by faith into the footprints of Jesus. Enjoy the show. Everybody and welcome to this amazing episode of Faith and Censored. I have here with me a good friend of ours and our family. His name is Bruno Interlandi. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. <laughs> so before I hand it over to Bruno, I just wanted to remind you guys that we are on YouTube. We are, uh, you can subscribe and like our episodes. And we are also um, on the main uh, podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Pandora, we are on Spotify, Google Music, we are a bit everywhere, guys. So don't forget to come and look for us, and we are also um, on Facebook and Instagram. So welcome, Bruno. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm honored to be here. Okay. <laughs> He's honored to be here. We were joking just a few minutes ago. Exactly. Say, saying that you're going to, I will say welcome to the show. You will say, I'm so humbled to be here. Well, I know, I've, I've known you for how long? Uh, no, let's not say. Because let's that, not say. Because that's going to be like 50 years. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not 50, guys. No, I'm not 50. <laughs> uh, my age is still, it's okay. becoming a secret. Yeah. Year by year. And it's going down now. Yes, because yeah, exactly. I keep celebrating my 35th yeah, yeah, yeah. birthday. Exactly. <laughs> celebrating that. So, <laughs> Bruno is a friend of, of ours, and also he's a friend with our families, because my parents were... Your Friends mom of, was a missionary in Italy, where yeah. I'm from, mm -hmm. and so that's, your father was a pastor there, so I uh -huh. met them when I felt God calling me, I went to Bible school, when I went back, came back, mm -hmm. you guys moved to the city where I was, in Caserta, yes, exactly. and, and we did a many, con I worked with your mom many conferences, we oh, were, really? yeah, we were in the kitchen together. Oh. I think she loved me because I was a hard worker there. Oh, really? I don't know all this. Uh, because you, you I was were a, kid. a very little yeah, kid. Yeah, exactly. I was a kid, so I don't know all this. Um, my white beard is not just. Yes. It's not just something. I mean, it, it is age. In okay, my, okay. In my case. It's not just wisdom. No, it's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so I invited Bruno today here because he's an evangelist among the other things and uh, he's been working uh, in Argentina for many years with his father-in-law and they built the church from 2,000 people? Well when I moved to Argentina our church was around 2,000 people and in five years it grew up maybe over 10,000 people. 10,000 people and there is a kind of a strategy I don't want to uh, say that I mean this is the work of Jesus he's the guy he's the one who builds the church but he's given Bruno strategy so well, i don't know bruno the bible is yeah. there it's not okay. a strategy yeah okay <laughs> I, I, I just let him talk so he can say i don't want to misspeak you know i don't want to say something that i'm not supposed no, to no no you can say but, anything you yeah. want <laughs> yeah my show on it is your show i mean <laughs> <laughs> but yes but i you know we want to honor god of course and uh so Tell us a little bit of yourself. So you said you're Italian, but Argentina, so, what's going on? Uh, very fast about me. I was born in Venezuela, actually, mm. South America. My father and my mother were immigrants, like many are here. Or instead of coming to the United States, I guess they went to Venezuela. Mm -hmm. They did very well financially, and then they sold their business, and we went back to Italy. As we were going back to Italy, we met a couple of Italians that started talking to us about the Lord. And mm -hmm. so through, uh, you know, God moving my family. So within like a 30 days, 
my father and my mother got saved, then my sister got saved, and then my brother and myself. All of that within cell groups. So we went to houses, and that's how we... So you got saved when you came back to Italy? No, actually, it was an Italian couple going back to Venezuela, a trip we did to Venezuela. We met them. They evangelized us. They called us for a whole year. They became our friends until my mom, in a time of crisis, call her back and uh, so my mom received Jesus in her heart oh, wow. with my sister and then one Sunday they were in a meeting um, they were going basically through a divorce my father and my mother so my father has had left the house and my mom was by herself I actually was out uh, outside of the house Salvatore my brother also as well and my sister and my my mom they were in a meeting and as they were having this meeting on a Sunday my mom really felt that my father was home, and, but he was gone. I mean, he was so living somewhere else. And so as they were, she kept failing to call back home. And, mm -hmm. and so she called home, and my father answered the phone. And so she, oh, wow. she just, of course, we spoke in Italian. And so she asked, Paolo, my, my father said, what are you doing? They said, well, I knew nobody was home, so I can pick up some of my stuff. And then she said, wait for me. And then so she went back, spoke to him about what the Lord was doing in her heart. And... They decided, to, he decided to stay home for two, three days. And then there was, you, you, you were not existing at that time. I mean, there was a program in the United States that then it was in Venezuela as well called PTL, Praise the Lord. And they actually did things for businessmen. So they did a big thing in a Hilton. So my father went there believing that it was a business kind of a thing. And it was just somebody speaking about Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he got saved there. So uh -huh. for me and my brother to see... My mom and my father restoring back together. Mm -hmm. It was a miracle because we knew that in the house, we, we always say that in my house, gravity did not exist because things flew around like television kept flying because my mom took the television oh my and threw it to my father and, and knife. Gravity. And I mean, okay. Gravity was not there. <laughs> <laughs> and so we saw that the Lord really did something. And after oh, wow. maybe 30 days, so have hope for that if that is having a problem that you're having god if they if he you know restore my mom's and my father marriage after 30 years of just really divorce in the house he can do anything mm. so that's why i really believe god can restore marriages but wow yeah so my brother and myself we went to a meeting a house again and we got saved there so within 30 days everybody in the house and we never actually went to a church uh, because as coming as strong Catholics, it, for us going to another church yeah. it was like a sinful thing. Betrayal. Yeah, betrayal. So, but we kept going to houses, and so we made our houses. That's how we grew up in, hmm. in discipleship. And then I think a, after a year we went to a first church, and it was like, whoa. <laughs> and uh -huh. then we started understanding God's plan. And so, oh wow, I here we are now. My my brother is a pastor. I'm a pastor, so God has yeah, been graceful and, uh, to us. And I, I really, um, uh, I really love your family, really. And um, because he's talking about his brother Salvatore, but he may not even remember. But when I was in my early 20s, I was really away from the Lord, and I met this man and his wife, Salvatore and Carmela, mm -hmm. and they really took me under their wings and really they blessed me so much, you know, that I've stayed you know, in the Lord since then. I never 
departed from God. I'll ever tell again. them. I'll see them yeah, in a month. Let them know because you know I have such a good memory of them. Very good memory, Anna. I want to honor them. They have disciple yeah. hundreds, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what happened, actually. But I just was hanging out with them. I'm just hanging out and with them and the, the other kids that they brought um, the city. They were having a camp or something, you know, something with the youth. And I was so blessed, really. So, yeah, so really. They'll be happy to know that. I'll yes, yes. So, so um, let's so, cut to the chase. No, nah, let's not. Evangelism. People like stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, I have a ton of stories here, really. So <laughs> after that, uh, uh, got well, went to university, did my studies. I was I wanted to be a businessman, and then Felgat calling me, so I went to Bible school, and that's how then I started in ministry. Went back to Italy. I came here to the United States for Bible school. I started as a youth pastor in my church. Mm-hmm. I remember. And then in the 90s, we heard that in Argentina things were happening, like people were getting saved by the thousands. Mm-hmm. So we started, there was a man called Carlos Anacondia, mm-hmm. very much mightily used by God at that time. And we invited him to come to Italy. And so we did our first evangelism with him. And I was there. <laughs> and 500 people got saved, which for Italy is like, I don't know, it's like yeah. 50,000 or yes, 100,000. Yes. like, yeah, one yeah of the it was, of Reina Bankis, kind of. Yeah, yeah, for us yeah. it was like it will be like that. And so uh, that was my first exposure to actually something so impressive. Mm-hmm. And we saw miracles, wonders, a whole bunch of things. And so I started going to Argentina and became very good friends with this pastor. And so he kept inviting me to go and preach and do the youth meetings there with him. And then in 2000, no. So this is Carlos Anaconda? No, that's Omar, with okay. the guy that today is my father-in-law. Actually, okay. So okay. he kept inviting me to go there, and eventually something. married <laughs> his daughter. <laughs> so okay. I always say he was my friend. Now he's my father-in-law. Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> and so in 2004, he told me, "Why don't you help us and come here and work with us and be past- pastor with us, the church, which was already a large church. It was a 2,000 mm-hmm. members. So when I went, they did they did not have any groups." Uh, they did not have anything outside of the ah, church. Okay, okay. And so I told him, look, the way, you know, Catholics or people that have been close to God, sometimes you're afraid to go to, to a church. So why don't we get close to them? Which is, that, that is the essence of evangelism. Why don't you get close to somebody? I want like to add something about this. It's a funny story. But um, that time that Bruno left the, the church in Italy to go to Argentina, is when the time all the girls started crying in the yeah. church because they all were infatuated with Bruno. That was a long time ago. <laughs> everybody liked Bruno and everybody was talking about him. I was like, I was very young, but I remember because I was in the youth group. And um, so I remember all these girls uh, crazy for Bruno. So it was and they crazy. all love my wife now. <laughs> and so they were mad that he was going, but they got even got even worse now. Yeah. Later because you, <laughs> okay, you, tell, you, you married a foreigner but, how dare you yeah, <laughs> that's in italy it's a scene they will not Mon understand so so i spoke with my father-in-law i told him like why well, don't we get people because the essence of evangelism is getting close to people that's all that really is mm-hmm. is the very essence it's what jesus did he got left heaven and come 
came close to be mm. with us. Mm. There is no more than that. I mean, yeah. somebody, some, some words evangelism for us is just part of an activity we do. It's something that, mm. you know, you do prayer, you do this, you do that, and then maybe evangelism. And you only do it if you are called to do that, mm-hmm. which it's not so much so in the Bible. Yeah, Because <laughs> exactly. it seems like we all, it's all part of our life to be salt and light. Yes. I don't think I, some I are called to do that and somebody mm. yes. and some else. I totally agree. I so, totally agree. So that's what we did. We start opening groups, inviting people, mm-hmm. blessing them, mixing with them, living life with them, and the church really exploded. So it's not really a method. It, it, it is just bringing Jesus to whatever the needs are. And, and actually, I like to read something, which is the first thing that I like to share from the Bible, if I am able to. And so in Luke 10, Luke 10 to me is like the, Luke 10 is the part in the Bible where Jesus give us the way we should do this. Hmm. Okay, so anybody that wants, just go through the beginning of Luke. So he, he starts, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Hmm. And this is the first thing that it goes against. It's a paradigm shift. I don't know how to say that in English. Does it sound sounds good? So because for us is people don't want Jesus, people yeah. don't want God. You know, so we're imagining mm-hmm. this, and, and there are people that are pretty upset with God. But that's not that doesn't mean they don't want God. Mm-hmm. And so the truth that you know the the harvest is plentiful is is true two thousand years ago, a thousand years ago, and it's true today. There are plenty of people that are seeking God in the wrong places. Maybe yeah. drugs, maybe money, maybe some weird relationship, maybe mm-hmm. social media, maybe insignificance, maybe somewhere. But th- really what they're looking for is God. Yeah. So we have to be able to see the way God sees the world. We need mm-hmm. to see it the same way. Because if we think that evangelism is this in- amazing effort that I have to do to get close to people, that's, mm-hmm. that's, it's going to be an effort. Therefore, you're not... You don't want to go to the gym every five minutes because yeah. it's, it's, it's something. I mean, you don't want to be doing that. Now, if you understand that that's something that it's, people are looking for that, then it becomes yeah. more natural. And I would say the second most important thing is to understand God's heart and to make God's heart our heart. So how is God's heart? I mean, you can, you can read it in many, in many places in the Bible, but... Uh, I will start from the Old Testament. The first time that they start to describe God, because you see God doing things in the Old Testament, but the first time that you, you know, when, when you want to describe a friend, and, and I may ask you, how is Martino? Now you're describing him. Mm-hmm. You, you know, maybe you're saying, oh, Martino went to work, he did this. Those are things he did. But then if I ask you to describe him, mm-hmm. you're going to tell him things as he is. Yes. So the first time they try to describe God in the Bible is he's a merciful God. Mm. He's low to anger. Mm. He's a merciful up to a thousand generations. Yeah. And he remembers bad things, but only for two, three generations. But yeah. he will remember for a thousand. So he's describing the way God is. Mm-hmm. So we don't see God that way. And then we definitely don't see God as a father. And, and, and my appeal now is to anybody that have kids. And you have one loss. You can have 10 kids, but one is gone. The nine you have, you're happy. You leave them home. And you're going to search and look for that kid. Yeah. There's... 
you're not going to say, well, I got nine, you know, I'm pretty good with nine, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not nobody bad, it's not that has had the experience of having a kid, mm-hmm. one, two, three, or ten, they understand that if, even 20, my father was the last of 17 kids, you know, by yes. the way. So, you know, big Italian family. But it don't, I don't think it, love cannot stop at five or ten. Yeah. What, whatever it is that you that is gone, you want to go and search for them. And so as we say that God is our father, mm-hmm. you know, he's taught us our father that are in heaven. That's how. So he's just worried about the people. He's, you know, his kids that are not home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just going for, he needs to mm-hmm. reach for them. You know, so the Bible is a, it's a love history. It's a love story about yeah. God searching for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so evangelism is really the heart of God. It's not something that we do. It's mm-hmm. what he, his heart is. That's why. Mm-hmm. And, and then there are people that are good at it. There are people that know how to communicate, but that's true in everything. There are yeah. people that are good at communicating something. So, so as you say, I'm a financial advisor. So when I go to my clients, I don't know everything about finances. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. If you try to know everything, you will know nothing. You just try to specialize and stuff. But then now if you have a client that has a special need that you cannot supply, what you do as a good financial advisor is that you bring along another financial advisor that knows that specific mm-hmm. thing. So maybe if you don't know how to communicate the gospel, then you work with people that know how to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you have God's heart, you're searching yeah. for the people that God is searching for. Yeah. And that can be your neighbor. That can be the people that your work. That can be anybody that God puts through your, mm. through your heart. So there is not, uh, like uh, like you said, you know, the harvest is plenty. And I heard, all, especially come from Italy, but even here, I hear a lot of people saying, but people don't want to listen. People don't, they're not interested. Okay, let me give you an example. So in 2000, we felt, we felt with my wife that God was calling us to go back to Italy and plant churches. Mm-hmm. So I went there. So now any anybody that you speak to, they will tell you, Italy, it's very difficult. They don't want to yes, get saved. Okay. Yes, I know. It's true. And then I'll tell you a couple of things. So maybe Jesus gave us a couple of points on mm-hmm. how to do it. But then I, I saw that there, are, there were many people in, in the, pre, the press with depression. Mm. So all I did is put a little article in the in a, a, a newspaper. Uh-huh. When you Martin, went to Italy. In Martino di Napoli. Uh-huh. Okay, so it was just me. My, my, we had a little child. And my wife was pregnant. We had no help. I went to somebody asked for the place, big, big place. I put an, a small, if you're depressed and need help, come. 300 people showed up. It was just me, my wife, and two kids. Okay, so at the end of the meeting, I had a psychologist come. He's from Palermo. I think you know him. He's, together, he's a good yeah. pastor. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can say. I can't remember his name, but ah, okay, okay. But he came. He gave his speech at the end. Oh yes. Yeah, at, at the end of the speech, I say, "Look, the Bible oh. says this. Jesus says, if you are tired, if mm. if you feel, come to me, and I'll give you rest. Yeah. Who wants to have that rest? And three hundred people actually raised their hand. Wow. Three hundred people raised wow. their hand and say, "I want Jesus in my heart." So I prayed that prayer with three hundred people, in one shot, one day. So, you know, you tell me, <laughs> so you can yes. tell me Amazing. everything you want is how you go to people. And, and so let's go now to Luke 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. Luke, uh, Luke 10, it's, it's very interesting. So you have Luke 9 and Luke 10. 
In Luke 9, you can go through the book, through the chapter, read it. Jesus is very frustrated with the disciples. Uh, He takes Peter, John, they go to Transfiguration. Transfiguration. (laughs) And Peter is saying, you know, why don't we build tents and just stay (laughs) here? You can stay here. Stay here. Okay. And so he's like, you know, why don't we stay close here just with you? It's cozy, it's nice in the in the presence of the Lord, and which is beautiful. I mean, yeah. you cannot say that it's not beautiful. But to the when he says that, the Bible says he, you know, he has to shut up, and that's it. They come down. When they come down, they find the father trying to asking the disciples to take a demon out of his son, father, mm-hmm. that wants to help his son. Okay, let's go back to father that will do anything to take his son, mm-hmm. and the disciple that will not be able to take a demon out of this kid. Okay, mm-hmm. and so then Jesus come, frees him, uh, everybody's happy. This is all chapter 9, okay? So these guys that were not able to cast the demon out, mm-hmm. still in chapter 9, they go to Samaria, they're going through the Samaria, and it, they, the verse says that, it says that Jesus had the face of somebody that wanted to go to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say, but it may mean, you know, he didn't want to stay there, he was going. And so the Samaritan, which is very hateful people for the Jew, it's, you know, they, they had all kinds of differences, uh, and they didn't want to receive Jesus. Now the disciples say, hey, they don't want to receive Jesus. You know, how many times have you gone and spoke to somebody and they didn't want Jesus? Mm-hmm. You get upset with them and say, what's yeah. wrong with you? You know, you don't want Jesus. And so the disciples that could not take one demon out just a few verses before now are telling Jesus, do you want us to pray <laughs> fire from heaven? Now, I don't know, you have deal, dealt with demons, uh-huh. but I've never seen fire from heaven. I mean, I, I prayed two, three times, it didn't come down. You know, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> thank God, yeah. And so Jesus gets really upset and says, you don't even know who you, what spirit you are from. Mm. Say, I came to save. What's wrong with you, baby? <laughs> What's yeah. wrong with you? I came to save the Samaritans that don't want me. Mm. I came to save them. They hate me. I came to save them. They don't understand mm. me. I came to save them. They reject me. I came to save them. Because they are the sons that are gone, and I want to back home. So only a father, only somebody that loves like a father does, will, re- will be able to accept a strong rejection. Because mm. you, don't get, you don't worry about your kid not rejecting you. You're still going for them. You still yeah. want to save it doesn't them. Matter to me, it no. doesn't matter. Love whatever, you anyways. whatever they tell you, you're still going for that. And that's us, which are mm. bad parents, parents yes. as yes. the Bible says. Yeah. Imagine God in His immense love. So there is nothing you can do to offend God. There is yeah. nothing you can do to keep separated. Who will separate us from God? You know, mm. not principalities, not powers. Yeah. Nothing can separate us mm-hmm. from when when in Romans says that it's that not just for the Christians, also for the people that don't believe in Jesus Christ. Mm, what what will s- separate you from from Jesus? Oh Nothing. Wow, it's interesting. So, yeah. so you you're there. You're with these people that are rejected, and now you have this disciple. Jesus is kind of frustrated, and mm-hmm. so then you go to chapter ten, verse twenty-one. So immediately after, and he says. In all that time, Jesus was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. So something happened that from a very frustrated Jesus that in chapter 9 said, how long do I have to be with you? Are you unbelievable and, you know, whatever, lack of faith. And to come 
to say that he was full of joy. Well, it's basically whatever is there, which is the beginning of chapter 10. So in chapter 10, Jesus does something. He gives them a strategy. So he says, look, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to send you. Number one, you are sent. I'm calling you. You got to go. Okay? Do not take a purse. But when you enter a house, first say peace to this house. So number one, peace. Mm -hmm. Pray. Pray for those people. Mm -hmm. Before you even go to them, pray for them. Pray that God will uh, allow them uh, to hear the good news, to see spiritual so reality. You, before entering the house. Before talking to anybody, why don't you pray? Why don't you pray for them? Why don't you intercede for them? Yeah. Why don't and there are ways you can be praying for them that the Bible teaches. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it says that the Holy Spirit convinces people of sin. So Holy Spirit convince <laughs> Bruno of sin. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit start operating mm -hmm. in his family, mm -hmm. in his wife, in his kids. Yeah. Uh, create circumstances so that he will be more open to receive your word. Mm -hmm. Or Jesus, that the Holy Spirit will start inhabiting. Surround him with your angel. Protect mm -hmm. him. Allow him to hear your voice, to see you coming. So you mm -hmm. start praying for people, start interceding for them. That's the first thing that I believe Jesus is mm -hmm. teaching them. Mm -hmm. As you enter, do peace with them. If peace returns, go. But if it doesn't return, second thing, enter into their house and eat. So relate to them. Mm -hmm. You know, As soon as we meet somebody, we just want them to get Say, yeah. eat with them. Should I say drink a beer? Is that too sinful here? No, it's <laughs> okay. fine. We, we drink beer. Drink a beer. <laughs> See a football game. You know, mm -hmm. it, maybe they're going to be cursing. Don't curse back, but don't so, yeah, look yeah. shocked because you did before as well. Yeah. You know, so just be friend with the people. Just relate to them. Why does it say it's eat? It's because when we eat, we become friends. When we eat, we become family. The people... Hey, you know, I've been in business for 40 years. I know, well, no, that's too much. And people are really not another way, but really have been. You always celebrate closing a deal, going to eat with somebody. Uh -huh. You go to eat with the people, and then you become friends, and they talk about your wife. And the, Because mm -hmm. while, while you're eating, you're speaking your life, mm -hmm. you're sharing, you're opening your heart. And that's. Yes. And then it says, then the third thing, if there is some, somebody sick, pray for them. So basically it's whatever need they have. Supply. The mm -hmm. people in Italy, they they were they, they, they had a need. Yeah, they yeah. had any big need, so that's why they came. And mm -hmm. so we help them yeah. to that. Help them. Uh, maybe they need somebody that you know goes to the supermarket. You know, write them a text message. You know, mm -hmm. what's going on today? You know, uh, yeah. can I do anything? Just be of help. And last, tell them that the kingdom of God has come. So you know, four things: mm -hmm. pray, mm -hmm. become their friend, supply their needs. In the kingdom. Now, we do it the opposite. The kingdom. <laughs> okay, we do it exactly the opposite. We get close to them. We don't pray. So that's here. We start telling them about Jesus. They reject Jesus because they are not even able to understand because if you don't, pre if you don't prepare their heart, which is like land, you know, mm -hmm. the, the land, if you're going to throw any seed in the land, you have to prepare the land. And that's the prayer. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, They'll reject Jesus. And then we'll get upset with them like the disciples did in chapter 9. Mm -hmm. And then we'll say, uh, I don't know, in English I would say, don't throw the pearls to the... Yeah, don't cast your pearls to the pigs. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, oh, this is too good for you. You should go to hell and bye-bye. Yeah. And God is crying in heaven. He's crying in heaven because the sun now is going to be more difficult to recover the sun because now we, we are 
actually doing the opposite, you know? Misrepresentation of God. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And I'm talking too much. But well, one thing before even I end, the book of Jonah, to me, it's, 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 mm. it's, it really is a depiction. Is that an English mm. word? Depiction yeah. of the reality. Mm-hmm. Because Jonas really was the anti-hero. He just did yeah. not want to do God's will. Anti-hero, yes. He's just the, you know, some people you want to be like, maybe David, because he, yeah. you know, he did this and Paul. But, you know, Jonah, nobody wants to be. Jonah, <laughs> no. Nobody. No. Just Jonah's brother, maybe, yeah. but not, not, <laughs> not Jonah, you know. Yeah. Because the guy God calls him, he actually goes the opposite way that God mm-hmm. calls him. So, God has to arrange his circumstances, going to the uh, well. The well, yeah. The well, and then, you know, go there. And then after people get saved, he gets upset. And so he's complaining to God and telling God, I didn't want to go there because I knew if they repented, you will actually forgive them because we went back to the description of God. You're God of mercy. You're a God that's easy to, to... forgiveness you're ready to receive back your son Mm -hmm. exactly like in Luke 15 when Jesus was giving the parable of the two brothers Mm -hmm. and uh, you know the 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 brother had had gone away the father didn't wait for the brother to come he just ran to him and he gave his uh, mantle his ring ring, and received him home because that's the kind of father that we have so as you see reality that way how would you go about going to your neighbor mm. how would you go about talking to your boss that's been saying really bad things about jesus or god or whatever just rethink them maybe start praying for them maybe yeah. start don't even say anything but start praying for them because god moves and because mm. the harvest is plentiful yeah. but the leaders mm. or the same ones are few yeah yeah, yeah, that's so true. Oh, I love it. You know, uh, you helped me with this a few years ago when we, we got in touch again when you came to the U.S. And it was such a good, because I asked you how I want to talk to people about Jesus. And you told me something that I will never forget. Build relationships not with the purpose of evangelizing. Build relations, relationship because you want to love them. And without having a, a, a hidden agenda. Yeah. Of course, you want to talk to them about Jesus, but build relationships. And that's so important. It's so important that we bless people. So uh, I'm so glad you brought this up. I mean, so so f- such a full message. And uh, there's no, and people are afraid to be rejected, afraid to, but I say, you know, they did reject Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was crucified. I mean, you're not being crucified. We're not being crucified. And But there is rejection. But if we know who we are, and we know whom, whom we are, and the, the person that, that the God we belong to, that he's our father, even this rejection, you know, we, we can deal with that. And it's not going to be something that was going to keep us from reaching out to people. Well, Paul, so I say you're going to be rejected, but try to be rejected the least possible. You know? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so don't go for it. <laughs> don't, don't really don't be mean it. to people. Ah, you have to receive Jesus. And yeah. you know, they're going to reject you very easily. So really the thing is to gain their heart. Mm-hmm. as your friend and then if you are representing God mm-hmm. then they'll see something of God in you mm. and that will be eventually become attractive and it will be, will be the instrument through which God you know mm-hmm. uses just to receive Jesus and then God really start moving 
in people's cir circumstances so that then they, you know, it may be that before there was some hardness of heart, mm -hmm. but because things are happening in their life, mm -hmm. then they start looking at, you know, all the way up. They say, maybe there is maybe somebody, somebody. Yeah. else. And then, then you are salt and light. Mm -hmm. And through that, maybe God, mm. you see. And I was going to say something that you see Paul going and planting churches, but you see him doing it pretty much the same way. He will go to a synagogue. He'll preach on Saturdays. He will start talking to them. Some of them will get saved. Then we'll take them out, go to a house. Through that, then he will have it. So he had a way to do it. Uh -huh. it, it wasn't like, you know, yeah. he just went there and did. And then he got up, up to one point when he was so much rejected by the Jews. That's why I was thinking. Mm -hmm. that he said, well, from now on, I'm not going to the Jew anymore. Uh -huh. I'm just going to the Gentile. And then mm -hmm. that's how... He did it. But even when he, yeah, so when he went to Athenas, no, uh, the city mm -hmm. with the philo, that Athens, was yeah. Athens. So if you see his speech, it's interesting speech. In his speech, he's, he uses actually the figures that they were relating to. Mm -hmm. So he yeah. says, you know, here you have a statue. Actually, you don't have a statue. That's the God that is not visible. That's the God that I worship. So he was trying to use things mm -hmm. that they have in their culture so that they could relate to the message he was giving. Mm -hmm. and, and you know how we say, and I, I even think there are songs, in him we live and we dance. Mm, I don't remember. The and we have our beans. You know, that mm -hmm. the, there is yeah, a yeah, verse in the Bible. Yeah. That's actually in the Bible, but that's not from the Bible. That's actually a Greek poem mm. that Paul used and put it in the writings to relate. It's like me talking to a... A rapper and trying to take a rap that somebody has rapped and because that's how he's gonna listen to me. I don't know any rap, so I won't be able. Yeah. I, hope my, <laughs> I hope my kids will be able to talk to the guy. I can't, but he's using cultural relevant things mm -hmm. to touch so that they will understand. He's trying to do everything that he can and be culturally relevant and sometimes we go well the blood of the lamb well what's the blood what lamb i mean yeah yeah people don't understand, don't understand that don't talk like that please just talk like you normally talk yeah. don't talk with the bible verses because just people don't understand them just talk them the way yeah you know? and they may not even believe in the bible exactly so they, so they, exactly they, they and so so try to find things that people that people relate to mm -hmm. that you know that they are songs that speak about them mm -hmm. and that yeah. and, and, and use culture and whatever we live as a mean for them to understand something very profound which is the kingdom of god mm, that's good that's very good i hope you guys liking this because um, i'm really blessed to hear these things and uh i'm encouraged and uh, is there anything you want to say or you want to just refrain or speak well uh Let's pray. That's yeah. that's not right. a bad that's not a bad idea. I don't have much more to say. I've <laughs> spoken a lot. Yes. But uh, you know, I, definitely evangelism has to become a way of life. Mm, way and, of life. and let me and let me just salt and light. So the Bible says that we have to be salt and light. Okay. And and I'm pretty sure you've if you've been to churches and if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure maybe you've been going to churches and I've heard salt and light and why they're dissimilar or not. And But one of the things that I haven't heard too much 
or whatever. It's how are they this different? And there are a couple of things that I like. Salt, if it's mixed, you cannot see it. Mm -hmm. Light definitely can see it. Okay. So sometimes we need to be salt to people. I think we're not telling them Christ is here. We're just mm -hmm. mixing their life in their life and we're giving flavor to their life. Yeah. But we're not evident. If you look at, you know, we make pasta, Italian, we make pasta. Yeah, After yeah. you boil water, you throw salt. If you see too much light, too much salt, is that you put too much salt. If there is salt that you can see, there is too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. it just went down. We have a chemistry here, you know, that mm. water only holds so much yeah. uh, salt. So that you put too much salt. But salt, to be effective, you, you can see it. Mm -hmm. Because if you see salt, it's in a phase. That's not doing anything. Salt to be effective has to be transparent. Transparent. Mm. It cannot be seen. That means you're mixing with people. And maybe they don't even know you're a Christian. Okay? Mm. Now, sometimes you got to be light. So there has to be a day where you are going to be light as in spoken, as in visible, as in telling them about Jesus. So yeah. that salt and light thing uh, sometimes can be used as a silent evangelism that you're evangelizing with your life and being there, mm -hmm. and visible evangelism, that is, you're evangelizing by telling them about the, the truth. discernment that we have. Yes, How God is going to lead us into this is not that we have to... Well, it's yeah. timing. Mm -hmm. Timing. We want everything to happen in one day, you know, yeah. and sometimes... You know, so we have our group. I have a, gr a group of business people in my house, and there is this guy that is not a believer. He declares, I don't believe. He keeps saying... I'm not going to come to church. We actually told him, we have a bad news for you. We've been coming to church because this is church. This is church. <laughs> <laughs> but he's far away. So this other guy actually came one day and he heard that he was not a Christian. And he turns around and says, you have to receive Jesus. And I'm like, whoa, calm down. My goodness. Just coming here, he's enjoying, we eat together, yeah, we yeah, speak yeah. about life, we normally watch some kind of video that has a spiritual meaning, mm -hmm. and then we discuss about that. And so he's been from, let's put it this way, from minus 100 to minus 10. He's not still at zero, which is the place where he will receive Jesus. Mm -hmm. But he was at minus 100. He could not even imagine to be friend with people like us. <laughs> and now he loves it. And he's saying, you know, I'm feeling stuff. And he, he says this weird stuff, and he wants us to pray for him. When he started coming, there was no prayer from praying for him. Yeah. Now he's, okay, pray for me. Wow. So you have to understand sometimes that people are minus 100, and then they are minus 50, but there will be coming a day as you are in their life and mix with them, don't mm. isolate them, that they will come to zero, which is I'm ready to have Jesus come into my mm -hmm. life. I just want wow, people to have that in their, yeah. in their yeah. radar because mm. that happens. Yeah, you know? yeah it does. Okay, so let's pray now. Yes, let's pray. Oh, Father, we give you thanks for whoever is listening to this right now. And I pray, Lord, that as we were speaking, that you were speaking to him. As, as we were sharing what the Bible says about sharing that good news, Lord, that is to live with you, Lord. To, his, to be forgiven of our sins, Lord. To be renewed. To just wake up with hope, Lord. To wake up differently just because you are in our life even if our circumstances may be difficult we just wake up with hope because you are in our heart lord and even if we have to go through the worst circumstances 
in this earth. Lord, we have the hope that we will be one day living with you and enjoying you in your presence. And we cannot say that of our neighbors, about the people that go to work with us, that go to school with us. Some of them are even laughing at you. Some of them don't believe you, Lord. But you believe in them and you want them to come close to you. So as as we come to a closing of this meeting, we want to pray for those people. I would I, I want you to think about two, three people that are close to you, that you're, you know, in, in your neighborhood, in your relationship, in your work, school, the supermarket, your dentist, whoever it is that you relate to, uh, your barber, your, I don't know, whoever it is that need Jesus. And I want you to pray one second for them. And Lord, that that you will, that the Holy Spirit will organize circumstances in their life to convince them of sin. They start speaking of, about you, Lord. And then, then you will allow us to become friends, to share our heart, to share our life, to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And Lord, and just teach us when to say that the kingdom of God has come and that their life can be changed. So the way that it was ours, maybe one year ago or 10 years or like in my case, 40 years ago. I pray for the everybody has been listening or that you will be with them, that your peace will be with them, that the Holy Spirit will even give them strength as they pray for miracles and wonders, Lord, that they will see you moving into their hearts. And thank you for Elisabetta, her husband. Bless them, Lord. Thank you for this amazing podcast and the opportunity to be sharing uh, what you have given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So thank you. I want to thank you, Bruno, for being on the show today. It was a pleasure. And Let's go even, drink an espresso now. Let's go drink another espresso. <laughs> 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 Never over with this espresso. You like yeah, coffee. It's only two espresso. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not too bad. So thank you for being on the show. And guys, uh, listen to this uh, this uh, episode and share it with your friends. I know a lot of people are interested in this. And the, the, the harvest is very, very much ready. Yes. God is. bless you. Stay tuned.